And then I found out Bigfoot died of AIDS. When was that? <laughs> that's, how nobody, that's how nobody can find them. Uh, no, actually, a true story. Uh, Harry and the Henderson is that movie with John Lithgow uh-huh. from your childhood. Um, the guy that dressed up in the suit as Bigfoot died when he was 35 years old of AIDS. Do you think he contracted it on the set of Harry and Henderson's? I couldn't say whether he did or did not. I heard there was a lot of bumming going on. <laughs> on the set of Harry and Henderson's. <laughs> Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 44. We're going to talk about Drag Me to Hell. Yes. The uh, return to the genre from Sam Raimi. And a Stephen King, little ditty, thinner, from 1996. Is it 1996? I think it might have been. I was 11 years old. I was 7. See, you're not that much younger than me. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with Drag Me to Hell. Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Rubin, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I Mrs. humble myself Mrs. before Gennish, you. Please. I beg you. Please let go. Please let go. Security! You shame. Soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. He's the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. Can you remember seeing this for the first time? I'd seen it in the cinema. Really? Yeah. What did you think of it? I fucking loved it. At the time. Did you go in expecting to love it because it's fucking Sam Raimi and how can you not like it? Or did you go in kind of blind and... I went in thinking I wasn't as into kind of knowing directors and knowing their work and and relating directors to actual movies Mm -hmm. uh, back then. Uh, But I definitely went in expecting to love it as a horror and be terrified and, and, and scared and whatnot. And something that I'll discuss as we discussed through the movie, I didn't get that it was a horror comedy when I watched it in the cinema. I was annoyed at people laughing at scenes. They laughed too much because it was just a generic audience, uh-huh. like specifically the goat scene at the end. But when you when I watched Which it back... Which is actually pretty fucking well, funny. When I, watched, <laughs> when I watched it back, watching this, it's actually it's a lot more comedy than I accepted. And I st- actually, than, than I still accept. And I'll explain okay. that as we go through. What annoyed me... About kind of rewatching, I loved it when it came out. I got it on Blu-ray. The front cover of the Blu-ray. Yeah, right, put yourself in the position. You want. You're looking at this movie that is a possession movie. It's a it's a gory horror film. You pick it up in the video shop. What's going to sell that movie to you? Probably putting on it somewhere that 
it's fucking Sam Raimi, the director of the Evil Dead. This is his return to genre. The Blu-ray has from the director of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He fucking made <laughs> Evil Dead. Put that on it, not. Oh, by the way, directed <laughs> Tobey Maguire, three <laughs> subpar Spider-Man movies. It pissed me off. Yeah. Nothing to do with the film. Fucking marketing. <laughs> Hate it. So, Drag Me to Hell. From 2009. Jotty Gamma. Yep. It was written by Sam and Ivan Raimi. It was directed by Sam Raimi. And it had a cameo of Ted Raimi. Oh, no, it didn't. Ted wasn't <laughs> invited to this party. Um, <laughs> it stars Alison Lohman, who some people my age might remember being Mackenzie and Tucker. Swing! Swing! Tentpole! <laughs> She's a babe. She's magically babelicious. She tested very high on the stroke ability scale. <laughs> Yep. And she was definitely my crush when I was about 14, 15. Now, I was maybe slightly too old to be watching Tucker and crushing on girls who maybe were acting age younger, but she is actually a year older or two than me, so when I found so out that I could fine. go with this, so it was completely fine for me to fancy. Yep. I was the right age to watch it, and I wanted to fuck her on Tucker. <laughs> and still do. <laughs> no, still. well, you know. You, you, you know. If relationships weren't a thing, <laughs> everyone was in an open relationship, then yeah. She's quite crazy. Um, Justin Long is also in it uh, yep. from Jeepers Creepers and Tusk and many other movies. And also went to the fuck camp. I was, I was going to say, he is, he is definitely a crush of mine as well. I, I love I think he's brilliant. There's the Family Guy joke where they say Hollywood just keeps tries to make Justin Long a leading man and it just won't happen, but I think he's brilliant. I really enjoy he's watching him. He's amazing in Dodgeball. He's yeah. amazing in this. He's, he was amazing in Jeepers Creepers. He's brilliant in Waiting. He's brilliant he's in Tusk. Everything, everything that he's in. I don't think he's made a bad movie. Well, he may be, he's in some bad movies, but he's never acted badly, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. We've got a Justin Long fan club on Scotland. Yeah, we should, aye. And this is another one, because Justin Long's maybe the kind of celebrity who's big enough, but not too big, that he may actually come on this show. There's a good chance Justin Long would listen to this. And Justin Long, we're going to tweet you, I hope you've got Twitter, and if you <laughs> are listening to this, we're saying it early enough, because this is probably within the tolerance level of, of celebrities, five minutes, you know, yeah. so this is definitely within the tolerance level. I think level. we probably had lost them at, there was loads of AIDS in the set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but Justin Long, come on to this show and discuss Jeepers Creepers, we've not done that this this yeah. podcast, so there's a horror movie or you can come on come and on discuss. And talk to us about anything. Is just it true you banged Drew Barrymore, that's right, isn't he married her, yeah. didn't he? I don't know if he married her. But he's banging her. We should find that out. We should yeah. do some background. Yeah. For once. If you're still banging her, uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if, well, it's well done anyway. Um, it also stars uh, Dalreep Rao, Rao, Rao. Who I recognise from a lot. Well, I tell you what, right? There's characters coming up in, <laughs> in The Walking Dead oh, comic. Fuck off. And there's a character called Sadiq and they should cast Dalreep well, uh, as that character because he's the spitting image of the guy they drew in the comic. Well, Scott, that is very racist casting by yourself. Um, I don't think that that's... I think you already work for Hollywood. <laughs> uh, what did I recognise him from then? Do you know? Uh, no, because I googled him and he uh, IMDb'd him and he doesn't really have a lot under his he's belt. Only, he must be in some TV programme. Maybe or... you're the one that's been racist thinking they just all look the same. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So just long, still come on, because nobody here is a racist. Yeah, no, we're not, we're not. We're just NSFW. Yeah. Um, right, so let's go into the movie. The intro, when the name, say the start of the movie, when the name bangs on the screen, this is the one, I remember this definitely, when we talked about it, the red writing banging up in Cabin in the Woods, I uh-huh. remember Drag Me Hell being red. Now, it doesn't make a difference because it's white, but it's, it, I just remembered it slightly differently, but it still had that same impact of writing the screen. Vi- video nasty, title in your face, straight yeah. away, you know what you're watching. The he brings a car into this. The yellow Delta eighty eight. Yeah, yep. he has it in all these movies, even Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, fucking Spider-Man. Did you know, you know the best thing about Spider-Man? Macho Man Mandy Savage. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, so I mean, he's wrestling like, just as he's getting his costume it's Macho Man he fights uh, do you know what I, when you said Macho Man Randy Savage I thought of the water boy when he, when he phones up and says I'm 32 years old and then they laugh <laughs> and I thought is that Macho Man Randy Savage as well no that's the big show oh so it is an actual wrestler yeah um, he really has a good uh, acting laugh like I believe he's really laughing shoot Mr B Captain Nintendo I notice sometimes when you are wrestling or, or opening up a, a can of whoop ass as you like to say you seem to be sweating quite profusely yeah I was wondering if perhaps you might need the services of an experienced water boy. <laughs> That's pretty cute. How old are you, kid? 11? 12? I, I am 31 years old. <laughs> I guarantee that guy's still a virgin. He's a wrestler, so he's brilliant at Okay. Apart from the Japanese guys who really wrestle, <laughs> I'm going to shoot on as many wrestling names in this episode as I can now. Actually, Jim Duggan. <laughs> you can't. You can't shoot. You can't. Nah. You can't just say it. You need to have a reference. Right, um, okay. Did you know that they wrote this script in 1982, but they kept it on the back burner until really? Yeah. Because he was too busy fucking directing Tobey Maguire and Spider Man. He was fucking and directing Tobey Maguire. <laughs> was um, he? Was he fucking him? I believe so. Sam Raimi, we're going to send this on Twitter. We're going to ask you to come on and discuss whether or not you were fucking Tobey Maguire. He must have been fucking him by Spider-Man 3 because nobody would put that movie out if there wasn't a whole sort of like fucking thing mind it. Well, I heard that Tobey Maguire's got a huge wanger. Really? Aye. Well, it's either a huge one or a wee one. No, I think he's, he's got a huge wanger, aye. Where do you read this? <laughs> I don't know where I get my information, but you can take it from me that he does have a huge wanger. No, wait, that doesn't sound right. So, Toby, uh, we're going to invite you on and discuss your huge possible genitalia. Um, right. right, so it starts up, so Justin Long uh, is uh, a rich professor, uh, comes from a privileged family, and he's dating uh, Alison Lohman, who is from the farm, but doing well in the city uh, as a bank manager or a loan officer. Former pork queen. Former pork queen, yeah. Um, so you hear his parents on the phone, the mum's like saying, oh, you know, it's not worth your time spending it with girls on the farm, you should go with such and such because she could do so much for you socially. I think, imagine your parents were A, that shallow-minded and contrived and B, that pushy. And C, didn't know the girls from the farm are well up for it. Yeah. <laughs> well up for it more than girls from the suburbs. I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because how many fucking books and 70s movies were based on exactly. girls from the farm? Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Little yeah. well, girls right. rolling about the hay. Farm girls love it. That's farm guys probably love it. In fact, farm guys do love it because they spend all day in the farm and just just want to be pounding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, she works in uh, and she's going for a big promotion but there's a, a new guy at her work called Stu and he frustrates the fucking life out of me you know this is obviously due to the kind of that's a racist sim- comment against no it's, it's, it's well acted and well written it's simple written but it's that character that many of us have probably worked with in our, in our working career not you because you don't need to go against people for positions you could just fire them but <laughs> he is just like so smug and like the the boss asks her why don't you take your lunch break oh and why don't can you pick me up a piece on the way back pick me up a sandwich on the way back and Stu comes in at the right time and says oh get me one too I'd be like you go fuck yourself <laughs> get your own piece would you think you'd say back to you I know you I know for a fact you would buy him two pieces in case he didn't like one of them maybe maybe uh, ten years ago Scott would have been <laughs> cynical Scott in his thirties would say you <laughs> get the fuck 
So they're going for the same promotion. Yeah. And the boss, who I think is Sam Raimi's brother. Am I wrong? Uh, he's definitely not Ted Raimi. He's not Ted Raimi, but there's quite a few brothers. No, I don't is think... Not no, I don't think it is. He had that Raimi look about him. Yes, but he's Could not. be wrong. No, you're so, wrong. He says to her that to go for or to get the promotion, she has to make the tough decisions, yeah. which then brings us on to the, the gypsy woman. The gypsy woman coming in and begging for an extension on her loan <laughs> because this is where this movie annoys me, right? <laughs> because the wee old woman comes in and says, I "Need an extension on my loan." Yep. And she says, "Well, we've already given you two extensions. You still haven't paid. I really can't." Give you another one. I think that's fair enough. Everybody knows that you will lose your house if you don't pay your mortgage payments. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, please, please, please. He says, well, we might need to foreclose your house. Oh, where will I live? You're a fucking gypsy. Get in your <laughs> caravan where you're supposed to be. I get confused with gypsies from where we're from and actual traditional gypsies. I don't think they all live in caravans. The gypsies that we know are traditional gypsies. No, the gypsies that we know are criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so but then so but then so she goes away, right, and says to her to her manager to try and see like can we give her this extension and the manager throws it back at her like remember this promotion, you need to make the decisions. So she goes, right, okay, I'll do it. She looks back at the old woman and this is it, there's there's no need for her to be taking her stinking minging false teeth <laughs> out and sucking on her minging sweetie and then stealing all the sweeties off the desk. Aye. <laughs> but she's she can't afford a loan repayments, she maybe can't afford sweets. Right. Yeah, she's just still shouldn't be thieving. Maybe the American ones are criminals as well. So she, so Alison Loman comes back and says, "I can't give an extension. Get out." To the next point, they almost have a wee kind of fallen, a wee tussle to which the gypsy turns around and goes, "You shamed me," and then um, that's the reason why she gets cursed because, you know, and it's almost like gypsies are just bad losers, fucking stubborn and assholes. Why didn't she just go out and like sell her tears and? Get money for loan payments. Sell her tears? Yeah, gypsy tears. Oh, really? Is that your yeah, thing? Yeah, they cure things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Again, that's American gypsies, not the gypsies here. They don't no. have tears. No. They just uh, come to your door and. They probably and... steal tears. <laughs> just try... They'll steal other people's tears. Steal all your scrap metal and your copper and try and. <laughs> try and wash... block your driveway. Try and power wash your driveway. <laughs> Uh, do you know what they do? See if they come to your door, right? Because they do it in my street all the time because they're in my street as they're always up and down trying to fucking clean gutters or power wash the driveway. They chap your door, right? And then they walk to the end of the driveway. I don't know why the fuck they do it, but they walk to the right to the end of the driveway so you open it and then they can walk them back up. You're like... It's because they're not expecting you to actually open the door. They're checking to see as if... Because probably got, if you don't want to open the door, they're going to come back and rob you. They also do a thing where they'll tell you they've got weed killer and they'll do all your driveway and it's actually just watered down milk that they use. <laughs> I've heard that from an actual gypsy. <laughs> I have it confirmed from a real life gypsy that it's just watered down milk they use. So it looks kind of white and they tell you to stay away from it. But it's milk. I don't know if it's pasteurised or semi-skimmed. Mm, yeah. Gold top. <laughs> nah, they wouldn't so, use this gold top. So, so she shames her. Yep, she puts the cuffs on her but then she comes back to see her in the car park. Which is where we see the yellow delta. And they have a full on fucking scrap. Like a rowdy rowdy piper fucking Keith what's his face from They Live yeah it's, yeah, it's a proper fight. Right, it's a, it's a full on fight and it's, um, did you know that Alison Lohman does the majority of her own stunts in this movie really yeah including all the fluid that she gets in and around her mouth right I'm going to come to that but first the fight see 
if the gypsy put as much effort into our loan repayments as she did into fighting, <laughs> she wouldn't even have this problem when this movie went ham. I know. She'd have paid, she'd have fucking paid her mortgage tenfold. Yes. So maybe she should go off her ass and do something. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's that, that's what's so frustrating. It's completely the gypsy's fault. But the end of the mouth thing, did you, like, when I sat down with Lena to watch this, I was like, oh, have you ever seen Drag Me to Hell? And she went, nope. Is that the one about the eating disorders? And I was like, what? I was like, no. What? It's nothing to do with eating disorders. Until I then, she had it in a podcast. I then watched it, and oh my God, this whole film is about an eating disorder. See, when you, now that you know that, right. and now if you're listening, now that you know that, go back and watch it. It's so blatantly obvious. Every time she's really struggling, think about how many scenes in this movie where there's things falling in her mouth, or coming out her mouth. Or when she's at dinner later on in the family, she goes to eat the pie, and that's when she starts stressing out and moving it. Plus, she keeps looking at a photo of herself fat. And when she goes to the gypsy daughter's house, she's like, oh, you used to be fat, didn't you? Yeah, I can just tell. And then that's it. It's a brushed off comment. It's all about an eating disorder. It's uh, interesting. See, honestly, when you watch it, and this is completely just because Lena mentioned it to me because she heard it in a podcast, I had no clue when I first watched it. But then watching it, I turned to her after like 20 minutes and I was like, I can't believe I've never seen this before. Everything's in her mouth, coming out of her mouth, or eating. It all happens it, around... It could be about oral sex thing. as well, and everything's in her mouth and all the jizz is in her mouth. Because there's a lot of oral sex in the other movie as well, and that could be the movie that links us together. You're still hoping for the Tucker days, which is just full of jizz. But yeah, it's quite interesting to go back now and watch it and go... So what's, so what's the moral of that then, that um, anorexics are terrible people and they should go to hell? <laughs> no, because anorexia is a real serious problem. <laughs> uh, I think it could be just that the gypsy curse isn't real. It's psychological because she's struggling with her inner demons about weight. And oh, just, like anor- just like eating disorders? Yeah, just exactly like eating disorders. <laughs> but then why would then happen then if it was just in her head? Yeah, well, that's that thing when you get movies that uh, do have like an, an underlying theme or, or trying to convey a story, but then the actual simple front story is the is real one the, for yeah. the sake of the movie, but the tone and the, and it's the theme the is... It's the fact that she's constantly looking at herself as, as we said, the punk yeah. queen. I, I, it totally does make sense. Everything's in her mouth. Yeah. Everything's out of her mouth. I can't... I, honestly, I was like, I feel so stupid that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even clock on that. I just thought it was a gypsy curse and it was disgusting that things were going into her mouth. It's interesting now you watch it back and you'll, you'll mark down so many things that you're like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, right. things in a mouth she's done her own stunts. Yeah. That's quite horrible because those yeah. scenes are fucking grotesque. Yeah. Uh, the sound really plays for the skiers in this movie. Yeah. Which makes for a cinema watch and makes it brilliant. I've seen it in the cinema first time and I remember the sound scaring the shit out of me. But it's slightly off-putting when you're watching it in the house because I had to keep changing the volume. I did keep you go, up and done and down and up and down. Did you go to the cinema yourself like you usually do? Or with someone? I went with some. <laughs> did you? I, I've never been to the cinema myself in my life. And also the volume up and down thing. Do you know what? Wait, before Steve just saying that, I read something <laughs> I read something today. Do you know I think it's it's stupid that people have got such a, a, a stigma about going to the cinema on your own as if it's such a bad thing to do it's the it's literally the one activity that you do where you're not allowed to talk to anybody else like why why is it such a bad idea to go on your own because the first time in Amsterdam we had took mushrooms and we went to a sex show <laughs> it's just it's just even anywhere related at all I'm going to tell you how it's related <laughs> and uh, we're, we're starting to trip out I don't even know if we were tripping out or if it was all in my head 
and we get brought into one of these little sex shows and I started freaking out I was like this is fucking hostile man so they all walked in and we get sat down and it was just a projector screen just playing porn and I was like I can't believe we've just paid like 15 euros to watch porn this is ridiculous and then an old man came himself with a trench coat <laughs> a giant like he looked like an old streaker and sat at the end of our row and then the screen went up and like a guy in a lassie came out and he just started battering there <laughs> like horrific I, I couldn't I couldn't make eye contact I didn't know where to look I thought we were going to get killed and the guy had his hands under his jacket and you could see he was just rubbing himself rubbing himself and that's why you don't go to cinema yourself because there is a very very good chance that everyone is looking at you and thinking that guy's just rubbing himself I would probably go to say that if you're in a sex show on your own then you're you're wanking yourself away uh, cinema yourself they're probably wanking away <laughs> depends what you're going to see depends what you're going to see yeah, yeah. but there's not many movies where I, if I went myself I wouldn't rub the heat off it <laughs> Alright, so what I do like about this movie is there is quite a lot of callbacks to the Evil Dead. Do you see uh, like the first uh, time when the demon's supposed to catch it in the house when the wind's blowing through and it's blowing through the middle of the house and the pans are rattling and then the door's rattling. Uh-huh. It reminded me of being inside the cabin again, you know, when he's shooting the walls and the, everything's, the deer head's laughing at him and stuff like, like that and everyone starts to move yeah, and jump about. Actually, I never thought about it, that. Just, but, just yeah. the way it was shot as well. It's like, he, it's like I know obviously we'd probably use more higher budget techniques this time round but it certainly I think def- to me it felt like that scene was mimicking or at least calling back to that yeah that's true actually I mean, the next note I've got is when she goes to meet the uh, she goes to try and find the old woman and it turns out the old woman's dead yep it must have been all that fighting yeah, it stressed her heart <laughs> I can imagine that would have killed her so she goes to meet her is, this, is that the granddaughter that she's with that yeah. kind of short haired gypsy sexy gypsy that's what I was kind of <laughs> <laughs> skirting around about um why the hell did she not just help pay the mortgage or did she not live with her oh, we've, we've asked this already because she's too proud and she's also a fucking moron anyway so she goes to this um, she goes to the the, uh, the funeral and the body falls out the fucking coffin and lands on top of her I've watched it twice and I still thinking back I still can't remember how the body ends up on top of her I, I know it's just like I, one I of those cut scenes that just it just ends up happening but you know how that that like liquid that comes out her mouth uh, and pours it all in Alison Loman's mouth and all over her face and down her chest swing. That um, <laughs> that uh, I've 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 actually seen that that fluid in real life, like from a dead body. Really? Hi. Yep. What is and it? And it smells, and that smell has never left me. See, every now and again, something reminds me of that smell, and I'm like, oh fuck! Like it's v- like stomach acid. Is it like kind of Vietnam flashbacks? Where uh, you just honestly, smell? I swear to God, it was um, one of the first dead bodies I had to um, touch and prod in that. And I turned. You should them. point out that Scott works in a kind of <laughs> a hospital setting. He's not just running about. Touching dead bodies. That is partially true. <laughs> uh, right, so um, so you had to like wash the body down and then wrap it up in a sheet for the morgue and that company to take them away. Uh-huh. So we rolled the guy over and when you rolled them up when we rolled this particular guy over, there was obviously there's no strict restrictions. It's the weirdest feeling ever. See when you pick up a dead arm, it's like even you can never understand what it's like because there's no restrictions in the muscles whatsoever. There's no tension uh-huh. and it's so it's so strange to pick up like 
it's really it's weird you couldn't you can't even imagine I can't even describe like I couldn't even pretend to be dead because you would still feel even yeah. if I'm completely even if I've been if I'm passed out there's still tension in my muscles there was nothing and that's the strangest feeling but turning him over there's obviously no restrictions in his throat and his esophagus and his stomach and it just poured it all out this green yellow liquid just poured out his, his mouth and nose and that thing as well because it's not the throat isn't uh, pulled over just pouring out like did you fuck it? <laughs> I was working so I couldn't uh, I couldn't fuck it because if you think about it if he's got no restrictions and stuff coming out he's got no restrictions and stuff coming in <laughs> he could probably fit a good fucking and it was lubed up with that smelly stomach acid so. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I horrified anyway. myself <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> The um, fucking the demon comes back and gets her in the bedroom and swings her upside down by, the, by her feet and smashes the place to bits, man. That fucking Nokia Lumia makes so much mess. It's unreal. <laughs> to what? The Nokia Lumia. I, I can never hear what the, the, the name of the, the demon is. But Did you call it the Nokia Lumia? The Nokia Lumia. I thought you said Nokia Lumia and I thought, <laughs> I've missed a bit of this movie where she's got a Nokia Lumia. <laughs> I, I should blur out Nokia because I don't want to give them free advertising. No, fuck, fuck unless Nokia. he send us free phones. Uh, Samsung, Vodafone, EE, Motorola. You know you sound like that wee Apple. Japanese boy. <laughs> scary movie four. <laughs> um, I've just seen it. If, if Lauren was ever um, cursed by, by the demon, she would just spend her last days cleaning up after herself because because she wouldn't be able to die <laughs> leaving a mess. <laughs> okay, so what about do we jump on it now? Is this where? Right, his mum is just continues to be a bitch. Is they, this at the dinner? Yeah, they go to dinner. His mum's a bitch, and then she kind of wins the family round, and his mum's nice again. Uh-huh. Uh, before uh, the mum's a bitch again. Obviously, like you've said before, the it's kind of you can look at the eating disorder. She freaks out and sees like eyes and bugs in her cake, and she she has a breakdown, and throws a glass at the door. As like how long's I think from his point of view, he's been getting her a year. That's not really that long. I would be out of there. I'd leave her to get fucking dragged to hell by the labia. <laughs> <laughs> is that how she gets drunk? That's how. Aye. I don't. What the fuck is the name? What is the demon's name? I have no idea. Libya and Nokia Lumia. They got me. <laughs> uh, but would you? Because he likes her enough to really make the effort. His mum's a bitch. Obviously making his life hell. So if he likes her enough to still bring her to dinner, then there's maybe something there. So maybe Woods begutted that she was dragged to hell with apparently her labia. <laughs> <laughs> it's the root of all evil. The labia. The labia. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. This ruins many a many a life. Uh, so Wait. from there. Uh, where are you at? Are you at the night? The fight in the garage yet? The fight in the garage. Would she fight some in the garage and her eyes pop out her head? <laughs> I don't even remember that bit. Well, I watched the unseen version. I don't know if that was in it because the graphics are shit right. in this scene. For, for the rewatch, we watched the, the standard version. So I've obviously missed that. There's a scene when she's in a garage and there's a fucking anvil hanging through the roof. Right. Like the, like a cartoon anvil is hanging through the fucking roof and the, the and is, is this when she punches in her throat, she lets her, her, her fists, her fists, she fists her throat like her whole forearm, like a big massive Tobey Maguire wanger <laughs> right down Alison Lohman's throat. Who's she fighting? The old woman, the gypsy woman, comes back. No, that's definitely not. Anyway, the, the, so anyway, they, they, um, so she cuts the rope and the anvil falls on her head like a fucking uh-huh. cartoon, and the, the woman's eyes pop out and go, and then get into Alison Lohman's mouth. I actually do think I remember that. So, but okay. the graphics for that part are shit. So then, this is when they they go to go to the bit with the goat and a uh, rim job says. What's his name? Who is rim job? <laughs> I can't even read my own writing. Is it rim? Rim job? Ram Jazz? Is that what his name is? Ram Jazz? 
So Rim, Ram Jizz the, Rim Job I'm going to call so Rim Job the American Indian No not your American no. Indian So the Indian, Indian. psychic <laughs> <laughs> Who you've now officially titled Rim, Rim Job Alison Lohman and Justin Long Go to him yeah. To try and lift this curse Justin Long does not believe it's a curse He believes that it's in her head Yeah but this is when No this is after she told the future This is when they go to the seance Which cost $10,000 But Justin Long still not believing But he paid it, it. He should have went to a fucking because psychiatrist. He, he should have went to a psychiatrist for himself for paying it. Because he loves her, Scott. Sometimes you do crazy things for love, like pay ten thousand dollars to an Indian man I to would bring do out a talking for love. But I wouldn't pay rim job ten thousand dollars. Do you know what that song's actually about? Butt sex. Yep. Maybe the guy that played Harry. If maybe he'd died, maybe he'd fucking sang Meatloaf and still be alive. <laughs> So they have this scene where it's supposed to be she's got to pull the demon out, put it into a goat, and then her pal's supposed to kill the goat and that will kill the demon. The biggest fucking knife you've ever seen in your whole time. Yep. The goat scene, that made half the cinema laugh. That was in it. And I believe the film was supposed to be serious. Even even in the cinema watching the goat go, Ah, you're <laughs> a bitch and you're going to hell! And I still thought that it was supposed to be a serious horror film and I was annoyed at people laughing in the cinema. That's a wee bit of a nod to the Evil Dead too though like you say where the head turns round and is laughing well <sighs> no I did have that before because later on when the lady is talking and, and through her fo- uh, <laughs> the what is it the lamia the, I think the lamia is closer than the labia right. now I'm just the, picturing right. a big giant labia so the, the, the lamia <laughs> the lamia is inside the seance woman what is she a witch I don't know uh, fortune teller woman I think, is she not a gypsy she's a gypsy as well yeah. Um, and it's the Evil Dead voices, you know, where they've got three mm. voices layered over the top of each other. That's that's definitely an Evil Dead callback, 100%. And then the talking goat. And the talking goat. Which is very, it's obviously, well, it's obviously CGI because I don't think you can teach goats to talk. I don't but know. it's a wee bit, now looking back at it, it's yeah, a wee bit over the top. It's 2009 and it, the, the CGI doesn't really hold up. Yeah, it, is, it does look a bit dated, but I did find it funny. And... He's probably my favourite talking goat, besides <laughs> the one from The Witch. Oh, that's the best one. Black Phillip is probably... to live deliciously? He's the ultimate... Yes, I do! <laughs> he's the ultimate talking goat. This one is number two in my talking my talking goat top five. That should have been a top five. I haven't prepared for that, but that should be a top five. Is there another three talking goats? It would take us a while, but I'm sure we could think about one. Um, Maybe top five goats in films. Number three would be Ace Ventura. When nature calls, there's a goat on the hill. Mm-hmm. In fact, is there? I don't know. It's not even a goat, it's a raccoon. Forget that. Aye, just aye. <laughs> um, so then the, the goat manages to throw the, the demon back into the guy who's supposed to cut, kill the kill the goat, and he ends up dancing on the big flame, and that, again, drew f- laughs. But, I mean, it's quite scary and sinister if you can imagine yourself being in that situation. He's dangling from the roof, or from the mid-air, doing a mad dance over fire with a demon face on. But... There's part of you that would probably still be like, this is fucking bonkers, man. I'd have, you know, I'd have, I'd have been like, this is fucking bonkers enough as it is. I wouldn't even <laughs> be anywhere near it. So then after the goat possesses him and all that shit, we then find out that this curse can't be stopped. Much like in The Ring or It Follows or even later on in Thinner, it's a curse that you have to pass on. For yeah, not yeah. to affect you, but to pass it on. Yeah. Who would you... So, she has the button. It's the button she's got to yeah. pass on. And she thinks whether to give it... She thinks about who she's got to give it to. She 
thinks about giving it to the guy she works with it harks back to him and she's too nice a person to do that hello would you have gave it to him well she shouts at him and he almost shits himself because he's been caught out for being for lying at work and stuff so and he, then he then tries to tell the boss that it was her yeah and puts himself in the shit anyway so then you're like well why not just give him the fucking button well like if this is who would I give it to you would ask uh, I, I'm assuming, asking, assuming you that you can't give it back to the person which is what she tries to do yeah so she tries to give it back to the gypsy by digging up her body it turns out that she has given the body the the coin that Justin Long owns and so I'm like, well, I'm like why 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 did she not open the fucking envelope I had to check it aye so and then it, it's so frustrating she digs the grave, she digs into the grave and the fucking unholy amount of rain fills the grave up. That's is crazy. Besides that point. But like... It just shows you that global warming is a serious issue. That's, that's it. Fuck you, Trump, for <laughs> going for the Paris Agreement. You are just uh, like Syria and uh, Somalia. Is it? Is that right? Is it Somalia? I don't know if it's Somalia. That's where the pirates live. Oh, yeah. I don't know pirates are right. But, um... So after she does that, she gives the... She says that she gives it back, she kicks it into the gypsy's mouth and does a couple of... Evil Dead style thingies like uh, get some bitch and all this kind of thing. She also delivers them really poorly. Yeah, I know. That's, you need to be a certain type of actress or actor to pull off those kind of really cheesy one-liners. Some of some of some of anger deliveries were didn't you just wouldn't believe her. She's too sweet and nice yeah. to, to to pull it off. Choke but, on it, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but um, she wakes up out of the grave in the next day. It's all sunshine and light. And it's, it, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of 1408. You know that whole scene where he wakes up and he's back in LA surfing as if it's all been a dream and everything's perfect and sunny and nice again for almost ages. And, and then, then they drag him it, back and in. And it flicks him back. But see when you get that scene at the train station when Justin Long shows the button and it kind of, it all blurs out and you can only see the button, he's still talking, but it just, she can put yeah. the buzzer out. That's actually really well done because you imagine, I don't know if you've ever felt like such dread and anxiety before like that. Like my ass would have fell right out to my body. Like I would have literally just went shit all over my pants, man. I'd have went to hell fucking like covered in shit. When I was on mushrooms in Amsterdam at a sex show, I was in my body <laughs> and there was just this guy in the end of the road just jacking it. <laughs> and everything was bloody except that and I was freaking out. So I get exactly what you're talking about. But I think the, the end of this movie is fucking genius. It's like it's a last second twist. It's it's like after I mean, you, you you think first watch you genuinely think you're getting a happy ending because yeah. you are at the end of the movie, you've watched your runtime, it's the literally like the last five minutes, even if it is as long as that. It's um and it's and also the reality of actually getting dragged to hell. Like she falls off the train, right? How it works is she walks backwards, falls onto the train tracks, and Justin Long's screaming because the train's coming. He can't get on and pull her off. But at the same time you see we get to see and he gets to see under the train of her actually getting dragged to hell yeah. down into fiery depths of real life hell whereas to anybody else watching it just looks like she can run down with the train yeah. although her body's not there but then if you get hit by a train your body tends to not be there but that's a story for another day um, yeah if you get hit by a train you come in and several body bags would you fuck it? With, yeah well depends <laughs> what bits what bag, of, what bag I'm kind of. uh, but like actually when she gets dragged to hell now it does look slightly cartoony because again the CGI doesn't hold up but it, like when her skin burns away from her eye and you see her eyeballs like proper circles yeah. and she gets dragged down to hell you think that is if that's real and the way hell is depicted in this one that we can all say hell Satan whatever but yeah. the hell described in this movie is torture is and fucking pain <laughs> and awfulness for eternity not for 70 years not for 100 years for eternity Justin Long is excellent in that scene because see when he's like like 
looking at us. Hey, 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 hello, hey, hey, hey. I could be Justin Long. Part of me, you're fucking impatient. I thought it was excellent. It actually made you feel, this guy fucking loves this girl. Yeah. All right, there's comedy aspects of it, but this guy fucking loves her and she's just been dragged to hell and he is suffering for it. Yeah, and in the way that it works well, the way that actors kind of work, I don't know how method he is or not, but his scenes aren't comedy. None of his scenes no. are, are comedy. He's always there when she's struggling the, the most. The comedy kind of happens round about. When there's animated goats. Aye. <laughs> uh, so, back to that. If it was you, in your real life world, who would you give the the button to? You've got three hours, so you can't go like, or I'd fly over to Donald Trump, or I would do this or that. You have the three hours, and it has to be kind of someone you know, someone that would take a button off of you. Think about it, and then we'll go back to it at the end of thinner, because I've got the same question about that, so we can double it up. Right, I'll cool. think about it. So what would you give uh, uh, Drag Me to Hell? Like, well, I, I love this movie. I do love this movie. Uh, it's probably one of my favourites. I don't know where it would lie, if it... it if it's a top 5, top 10 or top 20 but I, th- I think it would have benefited with less comedy I think it would have been a better movie if it played it a lot straighter and it was a proper scary movie I don't know if, I'll, if I'm for the comedy as much I think Sam Raimi and his brother when they wrote it but maybe thought if they go too far down the Evil Dead road it it will be good but it won't be as well received as Evil Dead 2 so they've got well, they wrote the, the script in 82 but then obviously they would have probably rewrote and by the time they actually came to make this movie. I don't know... Because Evil Dead 2 has obviously got way more cult following than yeah. Evil Dead, the first one. Yeah. So maybe that's why they've not found the balance. They've tried to be too Evil Dead 2, whereas this movie would have really worked as being Evil Dead. I think, I think it would Dead. have been, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I gave it uh, seven sticky fluid facials out of ten. That's a lot of sticky fluid facials. <laughs> I'd a give it a... Yeah, I'd give it a strong seven. Kind of teetering on an eight, especially yeah. after the eating disorder thing. Cause I'm like, oh, there's actually <coughs> it's like I had another depth to it. Yeah, there's hidden meanings behind this. So we'll go straight on a thinner. Thinner, from nineteen ninety six, directed by Tom Holland, who also directed another Stephen King masterpiece, The Langoliers. Fucking love that movie. It's so shit. It is shit, but I love it. It's so shit. Uh, he also directed Fright Night and Child's Play. Do you know... Two good movies. <laughs> um, he, I was reading some info during making Thinner. He got Bell's Palsy. Uh, you know that thing where half your face goes paralysed? That old thing where your parents say, oh, don't make your face like that. If the wind changes, your face will tell like that. Yeah. Well, it's, that's kind of the real... That's what it is. Bell's Palsy is on. a... So when my mum said, don't put your face like that in case the wind changes, she was threatening Bell's, Bell's Palsy. Bell's Palsy, yeah. And there's like three people in my, my class at school got it really I, it paralyzes one side of your face and you laugh like <laughs> but anyway, so he got it right and he could have he could have fixed it it's quite it can be quite serious it probably paralyzes like a half side of, almost a half side of your body I think certainly half side of your face he could have went and got like an antibiotic a steroid to fix it uh-huh. but the producers insisted he stayed working so it took him 36 hours before he went to the doctor and then it knocked him off for like a year or a year and a half and it, and it knocked his career off for like over a decade so he stayed away from the doctors to film because producers this? said stay home stay working making dinner in hindsight that's a fucking <laughs> that's a horrible stupid, yeah. decision <laughs> hey, what's the difference between Bell's palsy and cerebral palsy cerebral palsy is more serious because the word palsy is there and the way you're describing Bell's palsy I'm like that's not as serious a thing serious as serious a thing as I thought it, 
I was going to try and do an impression of cerebral palsy there, but that's probably really bad taste, and I'll probably make it make an assay. Uh, Bell's palsy is a is like a paralyzing the muscles of your kind of face and maybe like a temporary body. Paralysis. It can be, but it can also be permanent. And cerebral palsy is cerebral, so it's from your neurological, it's your brain and your nerves and stuff. And then that can't be repaired. No, yeah, but I think you're born with cerebral palsy, and I think it can get progressively worse. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. So it's not it's not a nice thing to have, but if you're a Mitt Walker. I make up his second name from Breaking Bad you can make an acting career out of it or at least get one movie that goes for five, six seasons and then get one other movie after that because you I've got a famous face and then people realise that he also hosted the Special Olympics on Channel 4 yeah so he's done not bad he's done alright cool Uh, so thinner written by Stephen King Did you weigh yourself? 297. Billy, you were 297 last week. Well, it takes some time for these diets to work. For Billy Halleck, life is sweet. Maybe I gotta rub the Buddha! Bigger is better. I hate it when you do that. No, you love it. And too much is never enough. Winning! Winning! You've gotta stop eating like that. I can't help it, Heidi. All I think about is food. But tonight, all of that will change. You kill my daughter and I curse you. Finner. From the best selling novel by Stephen King comes the new shape of terror. This diet you're on, what is it? I don't think you'd like it, Henry. I'm being erased. Fear the power. That old gypsy put a curse on me. It's all your fault if you hadn't hit that old lady. Beware the danger. This is getting out of hand. This has been out of hand, and I'm just the guy to put it back. Believe the curse. Please, take it off before this goes any further. I never take it off. Stephen King's Dinner. <laughs> More terror. <laughs> less filling. This whole movie felt like an episode of Goosebumps or Tales from the Crypt. It had that look about it. I, everything about it. it well, that's just... that's a standard Stephen King kind of made for TV movie, isn't it? However, I felt as if it was better than some of the shite that comes out that has the guy's name on it. That's why I don't trust you, because... It's a lot of Stephen King things like The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. No, I, they're, they're, they're the good ones. That's what I'm saying. They're the good but ones. The other ones. Why, why is this not just a short TV movie? Why is this an hour and a half when they've got a story that can maybe fill out 30 minutes? <laughs> you, uh, you're asking me? I don't know. But it does star Robert John Burke. Who? Uh, I don't know either. And Lucinda <laughs> Jenny. Who? Oh, I don't know either. <laughs> Joe Mantegna. For Baby's Day Out. <laughs> is that yeah. it? I fucking knew I said as I watched the Italiana, he's in some and he plays the same fucking badass yeah. Italian gangster and I couldn't remember what it was. Baby's Day Out. It's definitely Baby's <laughs> Day Out. That's a brilliant movie. We should do an episode in Baby's Day Out. Yeah. So that, so you get to see him when you see his uh, family in the kitchen and his uh, daughter uh, doing the Godfather impression. That's uh, one reason to hate child actors. Because they can't do Godfather impressions. They're just so annoying, cringeworthy. <laughs> The fat suit is actually pretty good. No, it's not. You don't think so? No. Lauren asked if the guy if that was a really fat guy. Really? No. Had she just come off a long night shift? I don't know, possibly. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was actually pretty good. It's not. The the makeup and effects are 
they're not terrible. There's bits where it's decent, and there's other bits where you're like, I can see, I can see the plasticine on his ear. <laughs> I know there is some scenes, but the very, very start. I mean, when he's the fattest, he is. No, I think it looks like a TV movie. It's just this thin. It looks a bit like Peter K. It looks like Peter K. Playing an even fatter man. <laughs> like, oh, here I am, just in this big giant fat suit. It's just so cringy. <laughs> When you first see him, he stands on the scales and he's three hundred pounds. Is that not how heavy Homer was in The Simpsons that time when he had to wear a maternity outfit and that? Eh, uh, possibly. But if you watch old wrestling, they used to bill him like the Big Show, and he's five hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> Which oh, now when you think back, that's not the weight at all. Yokozuna was actually billed at like five hundred pounds, and that, in fact, you know if that was true. I still I see, think I don't he think was, you just don't believe it. In the I still don't think five hundred pounds because that's. That's a half a ton. I <laughs> know, that's... Oh, that's half a... 500 pounds, what is that? I don't know. Very heavy. I don't know the metric system. I know, fucking... I don't know why Americans are so backwards and they won't just say kilograms or at least stones. <laughs> well, imagine it was 500 kilograms. That's half a ton. That's that's half the weight of a car. <laughs> that's pretty heavy. Um, it's the same it's the same setup as the other kind of movie. He uh, upsets a gypsy and he gets a curse put on him and then he just spends the whole time dealing with the curse and then trying to get it off him. Yeah. So gypsies come into town, and uh, there's, I've got a quote here, filthy thieving gypsies bringing filth, thievery and prostitution. What kind of fun is that? That's fucking great fun! <laughs> what are you talking about? That's more fun than I've ever had in my entire life. It's a very weak story, and I love Stephen King. The adaptation of it is very, every scene is so rapid. It's like, I can, I've not read the book, I can imagine where he is... It, the, the story's setting up I can imagine that lasts way longer than like the two scenes it does in this movie yeah where oh he's done this case and there's gypsies and now he's been confronted by the gypsies and now he's cursed and he's fucking thin and it you, just goes because, so quick yeah because in obviously in Stephen King books he's got so much description of all the areas and he's got a lot of inner monologues of people which he just doesn't translate to film at all mm-hmm. and so I mean that definitely doesn't doesn't work I did think there was a lot of kind of the script just seems as if the people always said stuff and it was like it didn't matter. It was like everybody's just so flat or yeah. over the top. So most people are just so flat that they're just saying lines and it just like it's like I don't even know what you're saying. And a lot of the lines were overly sexual when they didn't have to be. Like I'm sure he um they said something very sexual when the kid was in the ki- like at the kitchen in one of the first scenes. I was going to write it down but I didn't bother. But it was like Oh yeah. Aye, it says um he's sitting in the kitchen, she's saying, Oh, you know, you, you should really stop eating, you should need to lose some weight. Or I'll take you and I'll do what you wanted me to do in the back of your dad's car back when we fought. And the, kid, the kid's there. I'm like, for fuck's sake. Maybe they've got that kind of family relationship where... Where they fuck each other and yeah. fuck the kid. <laughs> uh, well, she just... But a whole thing about it. He's a lawyer. He's a bit of a, a bastard and only cares about his job and getting paid. And eating food. Aye. There's gypsies. He hits one of the gypsies. He gets cursed and he become. He just keeps getting thinner and thinner and thinner can I just jump back a bit again before when you first see the gypsies he's looking out the window and um, his boss says to him or his colleague uh, says to him here take take a quarter and take it out to that one until it left a skip and he says something along the lines of you know don't be a dick <laughs> and then he goes outside and she just starts down. She, she looks up at the window and he goes hi do you think she heard you and then he goes outside and she, she kind of looks at him and starts dancing and lifts up her skip and then gives him the fingers and spits at him. I'm like, he didn't he, he didn't <laughs> say he was going to do that. He's not the one that said it. Why is she such a bitch to him? What upsets me more is that she heard it. She's obviously offended by it. Yet she still, she still done sexy it. dances. D- 
does exactly what he said she would do and then gives him the fingers. And didn't take the quarter. And didn't take the quarter. So she just More done it. Her. Didn't even get paid. Yeah. The acting of that gypsy woman, and I know you'll probably tweet this to her, she won't listen. Nah, I think this is like the only thing she's been in. The acting is fucking terrible. Like yeah. she, she is a shit, well, she might not be a shit actress, she's shit in this. Um, she was, she looked nice. She oh, she's a babe, but she's a shit actress. Um, again, so, so it, they, they hate him because he ran over their gran or his wife, I don't know if it's... Who, who it was to them but he ran it over an old gypsy woman old, old woman who older. walked out onto the road but the woman was way older than the actual old gypsy man and so it's his grand later on in the movie they say oh and I didn't mean to kill your daughter that's right I keep calling no the daughter point, that, that no but they, was, they, not, they did not say later on that the old man's been around for like years they're not trying to say he's like 700 years old or something well I know that they use milk to kill weeds. I don't know if they live for 700 years. I need to but, ask my so gypsy friend. The death, it, it, the act is so accidental. He, they didn't, I know, I know they, they explain it later on when he gets off with it, where the actual, there is actual more deceit than he was. Getting, was he, he was getting a blowjob. He was getting a, he was, he was having the best wife ever. She was being awesome as fuck and giving him <laughs> a sweet beige. Uh, well, um, a beige in Glaswegian terms is a blowjob. So that's why he was distracted where the old fucking gypsy woman just wandered into the middle of the road. Jaywalking. How, how did she give him such a successful blowjob driving the car? He when was fucking huge. Huge. He's got even an overlap belly. And so how did she... And then it? also when he was uh, when she was acting the blowjob, he must have had a fucking forearm Toby Maguire wanger because she was coming right up to like his fucking rear view mirror. She was really coming <laughs> a lot very, very high. Toby Maguire's going to fucking love this episode. <laughs> so, right, um, this fucking movie's so shit. This fucking movie's so shit. So he gets, so he walks out of the court, right, after the the um, the judges got him off with it, after he lied to say that he, uh, she ran onto the road, and after the police lied to say that he was breathless and he was clean. So they walk out, and the old gypsy man walks up and goes, Dinner! And touches his face, his face, right? So this is when it starts. He starts to lose weight and lose weight and lose weight. The wife is keeping a chart of his, of his weight. She, she's trying to stop him, uh, get him to lose weight. He's obviously not listening to the diet, but he's obviously now starting to lose weight. So she looks at his, her wee um, spreadsheet that's got numbers of his weight dropping, uh-huh. and then she flicks it to a chart, which is just a line a, a, a line graph that just goes like with three points marked in a downward trajectory. You're like, oh, fucking how? Fucking, you know. I can understand that because Lena keeps trying to get me healthy, <laughs> and I can imagine... If I don't start doing it, it will get to the point where she'll start <laughs> supplying line graphs and bar graphs to show me that I'm a fat little man. <laughs> so I get that. That's the only bit of the movie that I can sympathise with. Um, Stephen King has a cameo as the pharmacist. Yeah. Why? It's actually one of business? his better cameos, to be honest with you. He was good in Sons of Anarchy. He played a cleaner, like a, cr- a crime scene cleaner in one episode. Yeah, yeah. And he was quite good. Yeah. But he didn't write that. He didn't write that. So, so he keeps losing weight and then he has to go and buy new clothes because he's lost a bunch of weight. He goes to the tailor and it's a fat tailor and he's way too fucking excited he's to, so to, to uh, measure him for clothes. And everybody keeps saying, you finally found a diet that works, huh? <laughs> You're like, no, it's, that's not how fucking fat people work. The, the tailor could not get to his dick with a measure <laughs> yeah. quick enough. He was so determined to get there. But right, why I, did he walk into the tailor... With a perfectly fitting suit. He's like, oh, it's time to get new clothes because none of these fit me. Your suit fitted you just yeah. the same as it did at the start. 
it, I fucking it's, a, it's such it. a TV movie. It's it, it's the story. Shit. All these characters are two dimensional. The script is like it's, it's like it's serious statements, but it just doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem as if anybody's even listening to what the other person's saying. They're just waiting for their cue to say their line yeah. to then move to the next scene. But I tell you, what's definitely in this movie a lot, a lot of gross eating noises. Like, yeah. see if you've got that that eating noise fear. Like my sister Dawn, she's definitely got it. She cannot stand even really? the noise. She really, she goes mental for the noise eating. But Lauren didn't like it either. And we were watching last night, and she's like, "Oh man!" She keeps cringing and moving when he's such like, a weird thing. And he's fucking whapping full chickens, and he's weird. <laughs> Maybe Dawn and Lauren just hate fat people. Maybe they're just fasts. No, they're definitely fasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's skin. The whole movie, he's losing. Like a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds. Yeah. Where is all the baggy skin? So you say that you say that the practical makeup's good. Where's all the baggy skin? The makeup just fucks off, and it's the actor underneath. If you'd lost that much weight in such a short time, you would have just excess flab yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I don't believe it. No. Thumbs down. He goes to uh, the judge's house because the judge was getting his eczema, which is just. So, so it turns out that um, the old man uh, obviously had touched him as well. And said lizard. Turns, turns <laughs> him into a fucking lizard. Um, so he goes to see the his wife. It's like they're chatting. It's like he's losing all this weight. He's saying, yeah, the old man uh, came, the gypsy seen me. And then he's saying, obviously, I know the judge is off with something. He doesn't have a sister, but they tried to cover up that he was away seeing the sister. And then it's like everybody knows that there's a curse. And then they say curse and the guy who's losing the weight says, no, it's not that. Oh. And then the, the woman goes, did he touch you? Did the old man touch you? That's quite a funny line. He's like, what the hell does, what does that got to do with it? I was like, fucking everything, <laughs> everything. That's exactly what this has got to do with. It's just so frustrating that he just doesn't fucking get it. Is it oh, this is as if they've took like a 200 page book and tried to cram it into 10 pages. Aye. And that's what the, the whole movie feels like. There's no proper character development. It's just A, B, C, D, Z. But I tell you what, I think this is where uh, Christian Bale got his, his inspiration for his Batman character. Because the guy losing the weight talks like this <laughs> to everyone all the time. <laughs> Listen, watch dinner again, and you'll see. This is how he talks. Trust me, I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> Never there's, again. There's not a whole lot you could do or offer me that would make me want to watch it again. So what bit? What bit are you at? Now? Uh, I don't know. I've just got a bunch of shitted quotes. And he's he's like, please don't go on about this curse again. Like I mean, fucking that is what it is. When you eliminate all the possible scenarios, all you've got left with is impossible, and that has to be the truth. What then annoyed me? The guy from Baby's Day Out. He is the mafia boss. Yeah. And this the the our main fucking character got off yeah. with a a hit. He then decides to try kill the gypsy and do it himself I don't think that's how mafia bosses work I'm pretty sure no. if you went to a mafia boss and went can you do me a favour they'd send one of their guns out it wouldn't be him himself with a gun <laughs> trying to mow down bad the fucking whole family of gypsies <laughs> it's just fucking nonsense is that when it completely takes a fucking page sorry, flip no, as well it took a page flip <laughs> fucking page one <laughs> right what, who who fucking died? Who died? Get set. In, did somebody get set in fire. I don't remember that. The judge get set. Did the judge get set in fire, or did he turn into ash like when he turned into a lizard? Because his yeah. wife says he always did want to be cremated. I'm like, that is a poor taste <laughs> joke. Even for this shitty film, that is such poor taste. The, the old judge had went so lizardy. 
And he skinned it just flick just away. Flick off. Yeah. Right, I tell you what, right, this is one thing I, I hate. So this, that's when he goes and meets, he goes to the fair and he, he finds the uh, the gypsy and his daughter or whoever that is, the kind of good looking one, and then he says something to her and she chases him out with a fucking <laughs> slingshot, a fucking slingshot. And then eventually the lizard man comes up and he jumps in the car and they drive away with him. And then they're on a bridge and the fucking old man's in a truck and the other side, I'm like, how the hell did he get in that truck? Oh, fucking dream sequence. Fucking the, dream sequence. The only reason they put that in is because... They need to fucking do they something. They already had no... Like, they've already tried to string us out for too long. So if they put in a wee scary dream sequence, it maybe makes... Like, you'll go, oh, do you know what? I understand why this is an hour and a half. Whereas it should be fucking 25 minutes. <laughs> aye. No, it should be, it should be part of maybe an anthology or something. There's a good line at the end though when uh, when we've got our gangster guy who comes up to kidnaps the, the lassie. Acid, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> See the acid? He puts it on her head and lies about. <laughs> like, so so she can't she can't move or the acid will fall on her face. They then for three minutes make it look like the most impossible task. But she has to lift her hands slowly and grab the jelly acid off her head. And how hard is it to take a jar off your head? Exactly. Even if you don't even use your hands, if you just turn your head to the side, you're still going to get it off your head. You could easily just go, do you know what, just rapid movement and you'll grab the jar before it spills. It was only quarter full. It'd take a lot to spill in your face. I mean, who the hell was, who thought about that when they're filming it? Did they just think, oh, we've got no money to make it any more difficult to put it in your head? This is a, this is a gargantuan People won't question, people won't question. Uh, the whole movie... Is there a single likeable character? No, not one. The main one. character is a dick. The judge, dick. Policeman, dick. His Fucking wife is gypsy, banging Dr. Mike. The gypsies yeah. are all dicks. So she's buying somebody else. She's a dick. The guy is buying her, dick. The daughter, because she's done a bad Marlon Brando impression, yep. dick. dick. So the whole movie, you're like, why am I watching this? I couldn't give a fuck about the outcome of any of these guys. Yeah. That's not a Stephen King. I'd say that's more in the adaptation because Stephen King, for all he can draw out characters, he can also write really likeable, fucking empathetic characters. It's, I mean, I think, I don't know where, where this comes from, what book this is from, but it certainly can't be a massive book, I don't think. But it seems to, it leads up to the twist at the end, which is a very small, uh. it's not really a twist. It's like one of those kind of Twilight Zone kind of end, just kind of, Switch of position, the the he, meet, he finally meets up the old guy who makes him bleed into a, a pie and make a blood pie and he says whoever eats this pie will die a clean quick death. He feeds it to his wife who he wakes up in the morning and she's like a straggly stinking old corpse and he doesn't get a fright or scared at all. He just it's rolls her over it. and starts smooching it. <laughs> Which to be honest, who wouldn't? And then he goes downstairs and realizes that his daughters ate the pie as well and that's what she fucking gets. Doctor Mike comes to the door. He makes them in. Breakfast pie for Dr. Mike. End credits. What a waste of fucking time. Honestly, <laughs> again, this is another movie that you say, why don't we do Drag Me to Hell and Thinner? I'm like, oh, cool. This'll be good. Watch Thinner for the first time. I was like, I fucking hate Scott. <laughs> I, I just hate him. Why does he keep making me watch this shit? But is this another movie about eating disorders? Well, it's 100% could be a bit of an eating disorder. So, or it could also be be about getting AIDS. Have we got an accidental theme? In fact, two. <laughs> have we got an accidental theme in the fact that the guy from Harry and the Hendersons also get AIDS? 
This film got delayed for so long because the producers were worried that him losing hundreds of weight would be akin to the AIDS epidemic that was happening at the time. So I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So they go. Is it two also themes? the also theme of blowjobs? He was getting a blowjob in the motor. Alison Loman was getting everything in her mouth. Blowjob facials. No. Do you Is that, am, I, like, am I just am I just yeah, one that's pushing you, that? Do you just sound like you are desperate for a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> like like as in you are gagging for a complete gammy. Just there's been a few episodes recently. Wait, how are you? How are you? How is anybody never not? <laughs> Somebody's just got one. <laughs> Which I'm well, not. <laughs> you, can, you can thank me later for that name. <laughs> uh, as you know, as I said earlier, I've got a heart tape on just now. Yeah, that's quite intense. It's, it's quite intense because she shaved. She said, "Don't make Oh, have you not shaved? I was like, well, "Nobody fucking told me to shave," and she got the wee horrible big razors on. And shave me and cut all my skin. Yeah. So I've got to wear this for 24 hours. But what I'm worried about is, later on, if I decide to have sex or wank, tomorrow they're going to be like, oh, so what are we doing for that? Three and a half minutes. And I'm <laughs> going to have to explain that why my heart rate went from... I slipped, fell down the stairs. Yeah, just straight up. I seen a ghost. Three and a half minutes, what are we doing? Well, like, try to be, like... Sexy for a minute, and then two and a half minutes of just pounding. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to explain this tomorrow. It's fucking Good. horrid. Just, just own it. I was actually worried though that you would upset me in some way, and it would start beeping. Why the hell did I upset you? You always fucking upset. I don't me. think it's actually going to beep because then that. Would yeah, just... it turns out that it's not. No, I won't actually do it. It's just got a timer on it. Aye. which again worries me because <laughs> with things that have been happening recently. I know. I exactly. You don't go anywhere. Don't go to the supermarket. Or I went to buy a bottle of Lucasade today, and I genuinely you could see the person looking at me because this thing round my neck, <laughs> and I thought they're going to think I'm just. Going you look to like a fucking suicide bomber. You look like an extreme terrorist. A suicide bomber with just little Man. spots shaved. Anyway, I'm glad you've not upset me. Oh, good. Um, I'm glad I didn't upset you now. <laughs> yeah, what did you give this movie? We didn't read Thinner. It. Two. I gave it actually higher than I should have. Oh, I, I gave it I gave it six cheeky driving BJs out of ten. Really? I did die. Are you going to stay with that? I don't know. I might drop it to four to be honest with you. I think it's on the bottom end of the scale because it was... It was, it was it's shit. Probably, I probably won't ever watch it a second time. It was just... It just felt like a comical TV movie that wasn't funny. Like, I don't know if it was trying to be serious or it was trying to be comical, but it just fell flat. It just yeah. wasn't. It, was, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not letting you choose movies again. No, I, I've got I've got a good uh, track record of choosing movies that we're wanting you guys to not watch. Um, <laughs> we wanted to get a creepy corner for you, but it turns out when you type in gypsy, curse, story, they don't exist. They are so fucking secretive. Those fucking Romany gypsies, the fucking Irish travellers, they're so secretive. We had them in Alton when I was growing up. There was Charlotte and Ben and some other wee guy, uh, Dom, and they tried to get us... Dom wanted us to get... Is that the names of their gypsies? That was their names, either. Really? was Townsley, yeah. They wanted us to go into their um, caravan and see their knife, and they had a big fucking greyhound called Butch, and they, they just let it run about Alton and scared the shit out of us. What, a single knife? I had a wee boy who said to come out my caravan and see my knife, aye, and we were like, no, you're alright, mate, we'll just uh, go. You should have in, because what if it was like a really like fancy Persian... The mental, man, it's fucking mental. And they got in there like, totally, I just like, that's how it's my tea, and they come to your door and they say, what do you want to say? That's the difference between our gypsies and Romany gypsies. I heard gypsies are fucking Irish nutjobs. They don't 
they don't piss or shit in their own or they don't shit in their own caravans yep. because they find it disgusting because they're shitting it in like like where they eat and all that that's true well why do they live in such small houses a lot of the furniture still covered in plastic <laughs> uh... we are going to get hounded by gypsies <laughs> yeah fucking come and put a cuss on us uh, uh, actually no don't do that <laughs> they do, oh, definitely <laughs> don't so I gave thinner a 2 yeah and even then that was a that was a fat score for thinner Hey! Hey! Fat like Rikishi Who's a wrestler ah. There's another one oh. Shoot on down Have you watched it <laughs> This week Or in the past two weeks I have Yeah I have watched um, Cowboy Bebop Have I talked about it On this show yet uh, Possibly But talk about it It is a pretty sweet anime That's uh, on um, Netflix And it's I think it's old From like the 80s maybe Maybe 90s And it's pretty sweet um, I've also been playing Fallout On the Xbox It's pretty good It's pretty hard I keep fucking dying all the time. And it's pretty much... It's just Skyrim, but in a Fallout 4. Right, okay. It's just Skyrim on a nuclear waste ground. The thing I struggle with A-games is I spend like three hours trying to create my character and actually get out and start the game. And by that point, I've played it for so long, I'm like, right, fuck it, I'll play it tomorrow. <coughs> and I'll never go back to it. I'm kind of playing it kind of non-seriously. Like, I've... I've ditch my power armour I just say fuck that and I've just put on my, a, a nice clean tan suit and a pair of sunglasses and I'm just running about <laughs> in this waist ground in a suit it's, yeah I don't have any like protection I'm just wearing a, a little a suit like yeah. a salesman <laughs> is it good though? it's alright so far I, and you put the radio on and just listen to 1950s music all day because I've started playing Friday the 13th mm. which is it doesn't like at first because <coughs> it's a kickstarter thing which I pledged at the very start I mean it's not going to be that good Oh, I like so enough. But it's actually really fucking good. You can only play online, so you've got to choose, or the computer chooses your Jason and the rest are counsellors. And it really is quite fun. I had a Spanish guy call me a fucking bitch when I was Jason, <laughs> and I found him in a, a cupboard and I axed the fuck out of him. Killed all eight of them. I was so fucking happy. <laughs> I was so happy that I signed out because I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> but we we actually got a plan and do a. a some form of live stream like we've done the live streams before where we play Friday the 13th uh, you guys can watch Join us and talk to us and if you've got Playstation uh, you can add Liam and play with us yeah and that'd be pretty good we'll get Steven when we do it and it'll be a great laugh my username is kidsr6a69 that's s-e-x-a-y <laughs> uh, we'll do actually we'll, we'll properly practice it before we do it Whereas all our live streams, we've just thought, fuck it, we'll go gung ho and try it on the night. Yeah, yeah, we'll actually do some preparation this yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll properly prep to make sure it works. Yeah, so that when we say we're going to be going live at seven o'clock, we don't run about at five to seven. Going shit, it's not working. Scott, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a computer. <laughs> that was good that time. Eh? Uh, uh, I watched Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, it's so good! It's the best war movie I've ever seen. On Friday night, Lena was out, and I watched it, and I was drinking red wine because I'm now. Fancy as shit. Drank I red wine. Just red wine is fucking good, man. See, I'm, I'm a wine connoisseur. I cried like, honestly, I cried like a little boy who you just stole all his Christmas presents off of. I bubbled like a fucking child the whole th- way through it's, the end of Hacksaw Ridge. It's so good. The the fight scenes are like it were just seems so realistic and so real, and it was pretty fucking. It's so good. tense, and then when at the end, with what happens. And they're giving just like the, the stats and the figures. 
I was away. I was like, yeah. oh my God, I'm just... Yeah, because you actually get to see him as well, because it's a true story, don't you? You see yeah. him like a real picture, or you see him if he's still alive or not. I don't know if he's alive or not. <laughs> it's fu- no, it was really fucking and good. I find a night, wrapped my blanket, red wine, crying. I usually get drunk and cry and put on. Uh, di- have I said this before? Dire straits and thinking about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know if you said that before. He's not, that's, no, that's no my dad's alive. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I do that. So put on, put on uh, Dire, Why Worry on the Brothers and Arms album and just sit and greet. <laughs> Does your dad know you do? No, well, if he listens to the podcast, he, 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 uh, he will. <laughs> I hope the next time you go around for dinner, he just puts on Dire Straits and just looks at you. <laughs> Just waits when you cry. Uh, I yeah. just want to say that um, in, just before when Liam was talking about Axel Ridge, he was talking about red wine, and I said that I'm a wine connoisseur. Liam wanted me to drop in wine connoisseur because he's got to come back and make a joke that I'm a cock, cock connoisseur. Cock connoisseur. You know what I mean? He fucking shat the bed and ruined it. I did that actually. It's because my lights are out, like a, there's a ghost. Distracted you. Yeah. Why did they go? Uh, the electrician didn't wire it up right. Ah, safe. Although I then said to him, insert name of electrician. The lights keep going off every so often. He's like, oh, there were settings in the bulbs where you can change the settings. I was <laughs> like, what, 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 is he a gypsy? Uh, yeah, I was like, what fucking saying? Just, uh, done and <laughs> off. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. So, I'm meant to be getting that fixed. Uh, I know you don't care about wrestling or anything like that, but I do, and there's other people, so I'm going to say it. The New Japan Wrestling, I've not showed you it. I've been watching a lot of it recently because it's fucking way better than WWE and all that other shit. And they've had a tournament called Best of the Super Juniors. I don't want to give it away in case folks don't watch it. But subscribe to New Japan World because it's 999 yen, which is a part of like £5.45. I found that out in a panic when I seen my bank statement at 999 yen. Like, motherfucker, what? And they had a tournament. And the the final of the tournament was a few days ago and it is up there in my top five wrestling matches of all time. It was outstanding. If if you're going to watch it and you don't want to know who's in the final, turn it off now for five seconds. It's Kushida and Will Osprey, who's a British guy, and he's like a high flipping fucking kung fu ninja and the mo- the the match is amazing. So if you like wrestling, check it out, find it, you'll love it. Definitely. The fuck whatever Scott says. I, I won't be checking that out. I bet you'd actually like it. Because it see New Japan stuff, it they actually hit hard. One of the guys who's one of, like, he's been the champion and he's one of their top stars, like, is always known for hitting so hard. And like a month ago, I'm laughing. I feel so bad because he's such a good wrestler. He just headbutted the guy and then caused himself a, is that a hematoma? Uh-huh. And he said, and he might never wrestle again. <laughs> Because you can see Alex like, injured, they hit that hard. Fucking watch it. I met yeah, maybe one day. I've also then went back through the network and been watching like nineteen ninety two WCW, and I've done all this because I've watched thinner and I'm like, do you know what? I give up. I give up on fucking horror and movies. I'm not watching. Them. I'm only watching wrestling now. So it's your fucking fault. Just wait to see what I've picked for us next week. Uh, <laughs> it better be good. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. We are Scotland vs. Evil, and you can find us on Facebook, just the group now. Uh, we've not deleted the page yet as of this recording, but we might have deleted it by the time this comes out. Um, just join the group. That's where everybody's chatting. We won't be touching the page anymore. Join the group, Scotland vs. Evil, uh, on Twitter, at Scotland vs. It is on Instagram, at Scotland vs. Evil, or at Liam Hellcat 
at Scott underscore versus underscore evil. And you can email us, uh, email us suggestions for movies, email us uh, your thoughts on our episodes, email us your creepy corner stories, email us anything you want. Scott and Liam versus evil at hotmail.com. See you. See if I get this wet. Jink will get a heart attack. Yeah. In the wagon of a traveling show My mama used to dance for the money they'd throw Mama would do whatever he